Hello, Total Drama fans, and welcome to another Geeks Crossing podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Matt. Here to give you all the best geek-related content you could ask for. And that's right, your favorite Total Drama duo is back for another tierless episode. Woo! It has been too long since we've had a Total Drama solo, all the way back in April, I guess, with the last Total Drama season. But that was the past, Matt. This is the future. True debt. So what do we have planned for today? Well, for this episode, I decided, you know, we've always ranked the characters. Why don't we rank the teams for once? Ooh. It's funny. I was originally going to make this a solo episode, but then I realized, eh, maybe it would be more fun if Mav was involved. (laughs) Oh, shucks. Yeah, I'm really excited. I don't know how this idea never crossed my mind. The team, like, dynamic of Total Drama makes it one of the most, like, the more unique, is one of the most unique aspects, I think, of the show. I really like it. I like how you sometimes even find favorite teams instead of just favorite players. And so I'm really glad to finally actually take a step back and look at what the coolest ones are. Yeah, I was thinking we could judge them based on team composition, how well they work together, what sort of drama left an impact for the series. Maybe their win-loss ratio, depending on which team we're talking about, is like, oh, this team is ranked very high because they won a lot of challenges, or this team is ranked very low because they sucked at a lot of challenges. (laughs) But again, yeah. it all depends on which team we're talking about. Of course. Because odds are you could have a team that sucked ass, but still had great characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for this tier list, it was a little bit hard to decide, okay, which letters should we include? So we compromise on these tiers. A tier meaning great. B tier meaning good. C tier meaning decent. D tier meaning mediocre or underwhelming. And F tier meaning trash. Get out of here. We don't like you guys. <laughs> I'm wondering what the really good teams, what the really bad teams are, because I've been thinking, I've been trying to think for a little while now about where I would put them. And honestly, I don't know. Um, but I'm glad because it means we're going to react together to the, for the first time. So I'm excited for this list. I'm sure you are too, Eric, because it was your idea. Well, actually, now that I think about it, this episode <laughs> could be a sequel slash spiritual successor to when you rank the total drama for Tokyo's race teams. Oh, yeah, because we are ranking teams, except they're the big traditional teams, not the small duos. So, yeah, only the 15, well, so far there's only 15 teams in the original Total Drama. Yes, those being the two teams from all of the seasons, except for Total Drama uh, World Tour, which had three. Um, so that is, again, grand total of 15. And as of the making of this episode, TDI 23 Season 2 isn't out yet. Yeah, so if you're listening to this in the distant future... Sorry, we don't know how they scramble the teams the new from the from the new generation. Maybe they do a really cool dynamic, but we have no idea. So we are going to be ranking the teams from Total Drama Island, Total Drama Action, Total Drama World Tour, Total Drama Revenge of the Island, Total Drama All Stars, Total Drama Pocket Two Island, and the first of the two new generation. So sorry, but also not sorry because it's completely out of our control. <laughs> We're not time travelers. Who knows, maybe in the future, once we do our retrospective on the second season, we'd be like, oh, going back to our tier list episode we did some time ago, where would you think these teams belong in? Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. I'll make a mental note on that. Oh shit, I don't have a pen. (laughs) 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 God, spoilers, that team's going to be ranked pretty high for me, but... I think me too, yes. uh, Um... We'll take it one team at a time. (laughs) All right, so we're going to start with the team that started it all. 
the Screaming Gophers. Comprised of, and if uh, you're curious audiences, I have a list of all the teams up on my computer right now. So the Screaming Gophers comprised of, in alphabetical order, Beth, Cody, Gwen, Heather, Justin, Izzy, Lashana, Lindsay, Noah, Owen, and Trent. Uh, technically, Katie was on the Screaming Gophers. <laughs> I was going to say that. Okay, fine. Katie for a minute and a half. And then Izzy for the rest of the season. Just kidding. Nobody gives a shit about that. <laughs> Mike, I guarantee you, nobody thought about that past second episode. <laughs> this is a tough one. I mean, I want to rank him in EA because, you know, this is one of the first full-fledged teams that we got exposed to. You have a bunch of great characters. They won most of the challenges prior to the merge. And not to mention, you got the, all these dynamics. You have Heather forming an alliance with Beth and Lindsay. You got Gwen and Trent hanging off. Cody trying to impress Gwen. Owen being, well, Owen. Yeah, honestly, it's a really solid team. The one thing that drives it down for me a little bit is uh, they have some very stupid eliminations. Cody's, Beth's, Justin's, where they're just like, yeah, we freaking hate Heather, but you know what? We're not going to vote her off. Huh? But I don't know. I, I just feel like there are a lot of classic campers on this team. Um, I was going to say, Cody's is a little bit more justified because like, hey, the kid's injured. Clearly, he can't continue yeah. on with the game. Maybe Izzy would have been a better example there. Izzy, Beth, and Justin um, instead of Heather, I should say. But uh, again, I, I've, I've made my peace with most of those, except for maybe Justin and Beth, which you could go check out my episode on Unfair Eliminations if you want to hear my full thoughts on that. But by and large, it is a great team. There's a lot of great characters on it. Like someone looking at this, I think my favorite characters from Island are on this team. Like you have Owen, you have Lashana, you have Gwen, Heather, Cody, Lindsay. It's freaking packed. I was going to say, majority of the favorite characters, not just for us, but for the entire fan base, dare I say, the entire community is on this team. Hell, th the final three are all on this team. I don't know. I it's tough. I think it's probably between A and B, um, whether they really cross that line into being truly the best or not. So I don't know. It's really tough. We'll put them in B for now. It's like you said, Matt. The eliminations do drag it a little bit down for me, but... By and large, it was a solid team, all things considered. Mm -hmm. But what it would be? What would the Screaming Gophers be without some opposition? The Killer Bass, comprised of Bridget, Courtney, DJ, Duncan, Eva, Ezekiel, Jeff, Harold, Katie. After the first episode, Sadie and Tyler. Okay, so I'm gonna be honest with you. Even by the first few episodes alone, you can kind of get the idea that the Killer Bass are supposed to be an inferior version of the Screaming Gophers. Yeah, you could tell the writers slapped a lot of the early boots on it. Like, you see this team, it's like, okay, you have Ezekiel, you have Eva, you have Katie and Sadie, and you have Tyler, which I love Tyler, don't get me wrong, but season one, they clearly didn't want him to do much. They wanted him to be an early boot. So once you take rid of all the early boots, that really just leaves, like, in terms of serious characters in season one, Bridget, Courtney, DJ, Duncan, Jeff, and Harold. As opposed to the Gophers, where they have, I would say, honestly, Beth, Cody, Gwen, Heather, Lindsay, Lashana, Izzy, yeah, Izzy, Owen, and Trent are all huge characters in the first season. The only ones who aren't are Justin and Noah. But Killer Bass, really half the team's kind of just elimination fodder. So, yeah, you're right. I, I definitely think that they're more treating them as the inferior team in Season 1. I mean, it, it's evident. The Final Four, Duncan's the only real guy left. I mean, it's kind of nuts. But then again, they still have some interesting dynamics. A prime example, Duncan and Courtney getting together. Oh, for sure. Uh, the boys bullying Harold. You got Duncan and Courtney. You got the Guys Alliance, which is three-fourths of Killer Bass. DJ, Duncan, and Jeff. You have the Jeff and Bridget stuff. 
some good stuff. I mean, if you go earlier, you have the Tyler Lindsay stuff, which I love, but that really becomes more of a factor in later seasons. It's tricky because there are so many really great characters, but the team kind of sucks. Half of it is early boots that the writers don't really care about in season one. I want to say C, like either a high C or low B. The only reason why I put them in B is because they're still an iconic team. I mean, odds are, when you think of teams, nine out of ten times, people think about the Screaming Gophers and Killer Bass. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Screaming Gophers definitely belong in more upper B compared to them, but maybe the Killer Bass should be in lower B because, like you said, once you narrow down those early boots, the remaining six characters are pretty cool characters in season one. Likeable, interesting, Bridget, Courtney, DJ, Duncan, Jeff, Harold. I mean, they're funny. I love Harold in season one. I just rewatched season one. So it takes a little bit longer to get kind of in motion. They got to shed a lot of weight. But I do feel like once they hit their stride, the killer bass are not so bad. Yeah, we'll put them in B tier. You can't have one without the other. Amen. That's how I feel whenever I do these total drama episodes. (laughs) All right. So moving on to season two, we have the Screaming Gaffers. Gwen, Duncan, Lashana, DJ, Heather, and Harold. Very interesting to say the least because you have pretty much a mix between Gophers and Bass on this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. You got Gwen, Lashana, Heather, and then you got Duncan, DJ, Harold. Um, and it's a very interesting dynamic. Obviously, Action is one of the smaller seasons uh, in terms of campers. And the dynamic is very interesting. I mean, I, I generally find the dynamic of action kind of interesting because Gwen founds the team, picks all the members, and then Gwen's eliminated pretty early. So it's just everybody left fighting over the scraps. It's It, it becomes kind of a Duncan Harold-centered team, which I don't have an issue with because I like Duncan and Harold. And I was going to say, with these later seasons having smaller teams, generally, I think it's a positive thing because when you have so many characters, it's hard to develop everybody. Yeah, like in Island, for example. There's a big chunk of the cast that is completely undeveloped and they had to bring them back in action in Justin case, world tour in Noah Ezekiel Tyler Cody's case, and freaking never in Eva, Katie, and Sadie's case. Like, they're characters that were just early boots and kind of wasted. Never to be seen or talked about again. Well, <laughs> obviously I'm exaggerating, but come on. You know the writers <laughs> don't give a shit about them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but still, now that we have relatively smaller teams, we can finally be more invested with these characters, and we get to see parents that you didn't really see in the first season all too much, like Harold and Lashana. Clearly, there was some love fest going on between them. Now, even though they were trying to keep it low-key, Harold is still devoted to Lashana. And then you have Duncan continuously bullying Harold, especially since he was responsible for eliminating Courtney. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of interesting dynamics. You have Heather kind of just on the team, trying her best. It's very interesting, the gaffers, because they remove immediately two of the biggest characters on the team. Gwen gets kicked out early, and Heather is almost like barely a character in action. She gets kicked out just kind of nonchalantly, like just in a random episode, because Lashana like won her friend's favor. So it really does kind of just become the Duncan Lashana Harold team, especially towards the merge. And then you have DJ having that illegal alliance with Chef. Yes, which is a very interesting dynamic as well, although it does end fairly early in the season overall run. But I don't know. By and large, I do like all these characters, so I don't know. It, it's kind of tough because it does center so much around Duncan, LaShawn, and Harold. But, like, Gwen, Heather, and DJ are pretty good. I'm only to put them B tier. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. So, B tier, do you want me to put them above or behind the Killer Bass? Maybe <sighs> even above the Screaming Gophers? 
I don't know. Either in between them or behind the bass, I think. I'm not sure. What do you think? Let's see. I'll probably put them in between. Fair enough, fair enough. Because you have a fairly developed team and an underly developed team. Mm-hmm. All right, continuing on trends, we have the Killer Grips. Killer Grips, founded by Trent. We have Trent, Lindsay, Justin, Beth, Owen, Escope slash Izzy, and, of course, later, Courtney. It still mind blows me that majority of those characters were originally on a screaming team. Yeah, that's a really good point. They become the killer team, but Courtney is literally the only one who was ever not a screamer. Um, and now she's placed on the killer. Not for long. No. <laughs> Just like the previous killer team, they sucked. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's not as bad, but you can tell once again that they want the screaming team to be the superior team, especially since they had Trent purposely throwing the challenges since he and Gwen are now, are now on opposing teams. Yeah. They knocked out Owen fairly early, which was really sad. Hell, the only reason why they won the first challenge was because Gwen was purposely losing for her team to make up for the other team. Yup. The, Gwen is literally acknowledging that her team is better. But yeah, they derailed my man Trent. They kicked out Owen and Izzy fairly early, and they're both so funny. I admire that they got rid of Izzy twice. And both were too early, I felt. But whatever. I I admire what they were trying to do with both Lindsay and Justin, kind of trying to give them more arcs, even though they kind of get shafted when Courtney joins the team and just totally takes over both Lindsay's role and Justin's role. So that wasn't that cool. And also, elephant in the room, Courtney kind of sucks this season, like a lot. Oh my god, don't remind me. <laughs> she really just hogs the spotlight and kind of uses the killer bat, uh, the killer bass, kind of uses the killer grips as her own personal like slaves. So I don't know. I mean, I almost it's very promising. You look at the members of this team, you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. You have Lindsay and Beth, who are now fresh from Heather's influence. You have Owen, who's awesome. You have Trent, who's cool. Izzy, Justin's gonna be a bigger character, but they don't really end up doing much. They kick out the fun guys early and Justin and Lindsay's arcs are literally like stopped by Courtney. Justin's not allowed to be the villain because Courtney takes over and Lindsay's not allowed to try to be team leader because Courtney shows up and it's just not, and it would be cool if they kind of explored that dynamic. They have both Lindsay and Justin being like, ah, oh, Courtney's stealing my thunder, but it, I don't know. It, it just ends up being a little underwhelming. I don't think it's the worst team ever, but it does end up being a little underwhelming. And like you said, the weaker team. I'm thinking D tier. Yeah, maybe high D, but, but I would say D. Yeah. Just so many great characters wasted in that team alone. Absolutely. Beth becomes a finalist, but even then, she kind of doesn't really do much. She just floats. Oh, trust me, man. I can go on and on how much Beth doesn't deserve to be in the finals, but <laughs> everyone in the grandma who loves whole drama has already talked about that. <laughs> All right, moving on to the first and only season with three teams, starting with Team Victory. Consisting of Bridget, DJ, Ezekiel, Harold, Lashana, and Lindsay. Oh my, have the mighty have fallen. Quite literally in this case. <laughs> Poor team victory. You see this team, you see how well they do in the first challenge. You see that it's made up of really heavy hitter characters. You know, Harold, Lashana, Lindsay, who just got off of action, which they all made it to merge. They all did really well. You got Bridget, who was very popular. DJ, who's very popular. You have Ezekiel, who's kind of a meme. And gosh, after that first loss, all like you said, it's, it's just all downhill. I will say... They don't have personal grudges against each other. It's just all of them were manipulated by a common enemy. 
in this case, Alejandro. That's true. Yeah. All of them, except for Ezekiel. Ezekiel's the one dude who is immune to Alejandro's charms. <laughs> because everyone else's elimination is because of Alejandro. Harold, of course, sacrifices himself. Lashana is kicked off her game. Bridget's kicked off her game. DJ's kicked off of his game. I guess Lindsay, too. You can't really fault Al too much. But still, uh, most of the team falls to Alejandro. And I guess the argument could also be the curse from DJ's, you know, little Egyptian dog statue that he breaks. That was pretty much the only drama that this team was ever going through. And I don't know. It's a little bit sad because other than Lindsay, this is the last time any of these characters ever compete. Lashana, Harold, Bridget, DJ, huge heavy hitting characters, fan favorites, and they're gone just because of some silly curse. And I mean, this might as well be Lindsay's last season too, because we don't even have to talk about her performance in All-Stars. Uh, my God, it's mind blowing to me that this is the first and only team to be eliminated before the merge. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see at least one of them make it past merge, but whatever. It wouldn't be called total drama without something something like that, now would it? Yeah, pretty shocking. Before the merge, and they're already like, hey, you know the team with all of those heavy hitters? They're all gone. It is kind of nuts. I don't know, Mac. Where would you place them? So many charming contestants, but really, they were not the central focus this season. It was Their goal was to just either... No, honestly, they were just kind of too existent to show how dangerous Alejandro was. I, I guess they fill that purpose, but you can't really get invested in them. So I'd say maybe low D, if not even an F, just because of how much they suck, which is really sad. I'm thinking low D, because at least this team is comprised of characters that we genuinely like. Yeah, that's true. There's going to be teams in the future where it's just like... You don't even want to root for them. <laughs> At least you like these guys. So you're right. D is fair. I'll put them behind the grips. Yeah, we can. I think that's good for now. All right, moving on. Team Amazon. <coughs> Plot armor. Oh, what was that? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm coming down with something. <laughs> um, Team Amazon. Heather, Courtney, Gwen, Cody, and Sierra. Technically, it was originally Izzy, but whatever. <laughs> I was about to say, Matt, are you coming down with a bad case of total drama-itis? <laughs> um, maybe. <laughs> They definitely had the most plot armor out of all the teams in the entire series, I argue. Yeah, they last the entire run up to merge, only eliminating a contestant once. Any other time they lose, it's a reward challenge, or like in the Amazon Rainforest, where it would have been cool to have an Amazon go home in the Amazon. But again, it was a twist reward challenge. I guess that's because they wanted to save Heather. But I don't know, it just just a little bit gimmicky. I do really like the members, and I really like the dynamic between Gwen, Courtney, and Heather especially. Like, these three really um, serious, like, real heavy hitters from the last two seasons, all forced to be on the same team. Cody and Sierra are there, too. I like Cody this season. I wish he did. I wish he had more of his season one, like, playful, flirty with Gwen personality. They do kind of saddle him with Sierra. I mean, there were hints here and there, but not as yeah. prominent in season one. But still, Cody and Sierra carry this team for me. The dynamic was just freaking spot on in that series. <laughs> you have Sierra constantly fussing over Cody and Cody not wanting anything to do with her. <laughs> I mean, he said it best in the Amazon episode. She's the soccer girl I wish I wanted until I got one or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're very funny. I think they repeat the arc many times of Sierra learns that Cody doesn't like him and gets sad like that. I feel like they do that like three times throughout the series. I'm not sure why they keep doing that. And then, of course, you have the love triangle stuff with Courtney and Gwen, which takes over for a little while until that's randomly dropped, too, after Gwen's elimination. 
But they're an interesting team. They do have a lot of, like, they have heavy plot armor. I mean, I do like the members of the team, I will say. I think they're kind of solid. Where would you want to put these guys? I was going to say either B or A. Like a low A or somewhere in the B. Fair enough. I'm actually okay with either of those. I'll leave the final choice up to you. We'll put them in A because you can't deny how prominent this team was. Absolutely. All right. Time for the best team in the entire series. Team Chris is really, 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 really hot. And I shit you not, that is what the actual team name is called. <laughs> Thank you, Sierra. <laughs> but yes, featuring Sierra at one point, but we won't talk, mention Sierra, but mainly featuring Alejandro, Izzy, Noah, Owen, Tyler, and Duncan. Those characters alone is why this team is so great. My gosh, they work so well together. I freaking love every moment this team is on screen. You have Alejandro, who's their de facto leader. You have Noah, who's still a schmuck, but once in a while he makes a smart out of comments. You have <laughs> Owen as the comic relief. Izzy being Izzy, and my man Tyler trying so hard to prove himself, but keeps falling flat on his ass. <laughs> Quite literally in some cases. I would be curious to see what it would be like, because sadly, Duncan joins so late that we never see the complete team of six, like all of them. I think that would have been really interesting. Like, that would have probably been the only way to improve this team, is to have Duncan there earlier. Because I would have loved to see, like, Duncan and Noah interacting, or Duncan and Tyler interacting some more. I mean, they did kind of interact. Yeah, those Duncan two, was... I guess, had an episode or two. Duncan was pissed off at Tyler for exposing <laughs> his kiss to Gwen. True that. But holy cow, like, it's just such a solid team. And they, I almost feel like they do have two makeups. Like, they have the more funny, goofy one. And then Duncan comes back and it becomes a little bit more drama-based. It's Alejandro, Owen, for a little while, Tyler, and Duncan. And that's almost like, okay, these are like the heavy hitters. Well, that's because Duncan knows that Alejandro's up to something. Yeah. But he sides with him occasionally just to get on his good side. Yeah, especially because while they're a team, Alejandro is not pulling like a Scott move or anything. Like his ire is addressed at the other team. Plays Team Victory like a fiddle and he tries to play Team Amazon. The other members of Team Chris kind of can just afford to sit back and watch. But oh my gosh, they're so funny. Some of my favorite characters of the whole series. Like I, I actually, looking at this list, I think these are all some of my favorite characters of the entire series. All six of them. Um, Damn right. Yeah, I don't think there's anywhere to put them at the top of A. Hell to the app, bro. Right above Team Amazon. <laughs> if only they had Team Amazon. A little plot armor. They have a little bit, but not much. They didn't lose a lot, and they didn't win a lot. Pretty solid team. Mm -hmm. All right. We have about eight team laps, I think. So moving on to Revenge of the Island, starting with the Toxic Rats. And I'm sorry, viewers, you're going to have to bear with me here because there's just an annoying number of team switches this season. So I think just to make our lives easier, I'm just going to say the starting lineup from episode one. Toxic Rats, Stacy, Dakota, Dawn, Sam, B, Scott, and Lightning. All right, let's get this out of the way first. Scott definitely was a detriment to this team. Yeah, like honestly, like you have a lot of characters on this team that I would have loved to, to explore more. B, Sam, Dawn, maybe even Dakota, honestly. But yeah, you have Scott deciding like, okay, screw my team. I'm going to just target them instead. And so a lot of them never get realized. And since this is their only season, I mean, other than Sam, but Sam barely counts in All-Stars. Um, like this is their real only season to be explored as characters. So it's kind of a waste. The only ones who amount to anything are Scott and Lightning. I mean... Scott did explain why he sabotages his team. He's because he wants to give the other team a false sense of security. 
and eventually foil them. But how the hell are you going to do that when you're constantly picking off your own teammates? Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me either. At the same time, Sam and Lightning did have their moments, especially oh, Sam going through video game withdrawals. <laughs> Absolutely. Sam does make it a little bit further, which is nice to see. And uh, Lightning is pretty funny. Um, I don't know. I just wish we'd gotten to see some more of, of other, like, I don't know. I would have liked to see Sam make it even further than he did. I would have liked to see Dawn and B make it a little bit further or at least come back. But the Toxic Rats, you know, they get a little nerfed <laughs> by Scott. <laughs> I'm thinking either C or D. It's still a fairly decent team. But still underwhelming at the same time. I'd say either high D or low C. I'll leave it up to you. We'll keep him in D because Scott really did drag this team down. Yeah, I would have liked to see at some point him actually switch tactics. That would have been interesting, but he never did. Would I put them behind or above Team Victory? Um, that's Maybe. actually a really tough question. Because hmm. so far we just have the Grips, Victory, and Toxic Rats in this tier. I think I liked the members of Team Victory more. But the Toxic Rats are probably a better team overall. I don't know. Well, they were arguably more important. Yeah, I guess that's true. If you want to rank it like that, that would make sense. Put them between the grips and victory. Sweet. All right, the Mutant Maggots. Cameron, Zoe, Mike, Brick, Joe, and Anne-Maria. They're kind of like the Screaming Gophers, where they have a little bit more pot armor, in which they won almost every challenge. Yeah. And they had, like, all the main characters in quotes, kind of like how Island, the Screaming Gophers, had uh, Gwen and Owen and Trent. I mean, this is a smaller season, but the three main characters of Total Drama, Revenge of the Island, are probably Mike, Zoe, and Cameron. But by and large, the only drama you really see in this team, you have Joe and Brick constantly butting heads, Cameron trying to prove himself, Mike trying to get his personalities under control so he can get away from Anne Maria and socialize with Zoe. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff. I wish it was a little bit more explored. I w personally, I would have loved to see more from Brick, Joe, and Anne Maria particularly. I think those characters kind of get shelved a little bit sometimes in favor of the Mike Zoe stuff. Um, I like Cameron. I mean, I, I, I'm looking at this team. I do like most of them. Zoe and Mike annoy me a little bit, just be but that might also just be because of overexposure. I still think it's a decent team, all things considered. I agree. I think maybe I like some of the rats more. I don't know. I might like them as much. The mutant maggots are definitely more of an actual like team unit, though. We'll put them in C tier. That's fair. You can't deny how important they were throughout the season. Mm-hmm. You certainly can't. Oh God, Matt. <laughs> we have the heroic hamsters. And again, this was the era where Total Drama was obsessed with team swaps, so we're just going by starting lineup: the heroic hamsters, Zoe, Sam. Courtney, Lindsay, Sierra, Mike, and Cameron. Bull fucking shit, Courtney deserves to be on this team. <laughs> I, I really don't understand. I mean, she had a full-on season where she was the villain, and in World Tour, it's not like she was a little goody two-shoes anymore either. Again, oh god, I, I'm gonna go down this rabbit hole again if I'm not careful, but she's literally only a vaguely heroic in season one. It's like the writers only watched season one. And yet other points in this season, it feels like they never watched season one. So I'm confused. I don't know what they did. <laughs> they derailed the fuck out of these characters. That's what they did. Yeah, that is yeah. definitely relevant. They made Lindsay dumb to a point where she can't understand basic motor functions. They completely reverted Sierra back to her world tour episode one personality. They had Sam constantly get his ass beat. They had Zoe not speak for the first half of the season and then win every challenge. <laughs> And of course, the most controversial part of the season, Mike having an evil personality. You know, 
freaking Mal. You know, I'm contemplating to creating an M tier just to put this team in. <laughs> Should I do it? I don't know. It might be. It might be time to bring back M tier. Like, they do okay. Like, they win their challenges, blah, blah, blah. But Sam doesn't have a personality. Zoe doesn't have a personality. And when she does, she's a freaking idiot. Courtney's a villain cosplaying as a hero. Lindsay's a freaking brick. And not brick from revenge. I mean, like, she's smart as a brick. Sierra is back to square one, and you have gosh darn Mel. This team sucks. Are you sure you don't want me to put an M tier? Because I'm actually considering it. <laughs> Maybe we should then. I think it might be time. I think our listeners will appreciate that. <laughs> Just let me get a quick second to add an M tier. That's right, viewers. Mal is so bad, he drags his entire team down to M tier with him. Although, again, that's not quite fair. You can't just blame Mal for the team sucking. Courtney sucks this season. Sierra sucks this season. Lindsay sucks this season. Zoe sucks this season. Sam doesn't do anything. And honestly, Cameron is the only one who's even sort of normal. Oy, whatever. <laughs> whatever. All right, moving on. The villainous vultures. Lightning. Scott. Joe. Alejandro slash the robot in episode one. Gwen. Duncan. And Heather. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. At least this team felt more like an actual team because, in case you haven't noticed, the heroic hamsters don't really have that much drama going on. Whereas this, there's clearly a bunch of evil characters bunny heads with each other, and they just have Gwen here. You're like, why the hell am I a villain? Get me away from these weirdos. No, honestly, it's a very interesting dynamic. I wish they'd explored more of it. Like, I would have loved to see the Heather versus Joe stuff go further. I would have loved to see Lightning try to kind of navigate the team a little bit more. But in no way am I saying that this team is good. It's still abysmal. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, again, Heather is dumbed down. Joe and Lightning, I guess, are the same, but they get kicked out immediately. They're, they're, ba they're basically on the same tier as Katie and Sadie from Island in that they are barely characters this season. Scott is there. He's fine. Duncan's there for a little bit. He gets switched. I mean, then they decide to do the, I'm not going soft, I'm not going soft. So that honestly just leaves, and even Gwen is just a lot mopier and, and a lot more sappy than she's supposed to be. So much like Heroes, that only leaves like one or two characters who are relatively untouched, that being Alejandro and Scott. Again, Joe and Lightning are relatively un untouched too, but they're kicked out so early. They hardly matter to the overall season. Exactly. So there are two to four characters on here who I can tolerate, which is more than I can say about the Heroes. <laughs> But it is a lot less than I could say about the actual good teams in Total Drama history, where there are characters you actually really like. They just took a bunch of characters I liked and, and made them all stupid or whatever. No doubt in my mind, this team is going up tier. Yeah, I mean, you can see Alejandro and Joe, like, trying to grab that D tier, but it's they're just not reaching it. They don't do enough. The overall sins of the villainous vultures make sure that they are in F tier. The freaking Gwen stuff, the Heather stuff. The Duncan stuff, Heather's last appearance, one of the most defining characters, one of the most iconic characters, reduced to, I'm going to hide my immunity statue. Whatever. Moving on from a shitty season to another shitty season. <laughs> I can't stress enough how bad these seasons are, but that's going way off topic. Oh, God. And just like our retrospective episode, we don't know how to pronounce these names correctly, so we're just going to say the Confused Bears and the Flowing Salmon. I'm so happy. The, the picture of the teams I have here actually says their names. So the, the Floating Salmon, a.k.a. Team Kino Sewak, is composed of Rodney, Scarlet, Max, Topher, Jasmine, 
Amy and Sammy. What a bunch of fucking weirdos. Just reading that, just looking at these assets and reading that, I'm just like, my gosh, how, how far we've fallen. World Tour was three seasons before this. Technically two seasons before this. How did we fall so far? You want to know how? Because the writers decided to make them straight up cartoonish. They're not even teen stereotypes. They're just straight up cartoon characters at this point. They're, yeah, they're cartoon characters. They're memes. It's just really weird. You have a set of twins where one of them just does nothing but abuse the shit out of her sister. You have a guy who's basically Dr. Evil from Austin Powers. You have a guy who's constantly lovestruck. And another guy who thinks he's freaking Chris McLean. Let us know if you've ever met any teenagers with these delightful personalities. The lovestruck farm boy who can't talk. The evil genius. The evil twin and the good twin. <laughs> And the six-foot Australian girl. I'd love to know. And don't even get me started on the quiet, smart girl who basically tried to commit mass genocide towards the end <laughs> of the series. Oh my gosh, this damn season. <laughs> Eric, this damn season. But I... something I did realize, this season especially, or this team, I should say, when I last rewatched the season, the teams really just don't matter. Like, if you look at Team Kinosawak whenever they're on the screen... Max is only going to ever talk to Scarlett. Rodney doesn't do anything. Topher talks to Chris. Jasmine talks to Sammy. And Amy only talks to Sammy, too. Like, there's no team dynamic. Like, the, the teammates barely talk to each other. It's just like they're all in their own little cliques. Like, Team Kinosawak is barely held together. It's so weird. I'm not personally infested with any of these characters. No, and you can tell the writers aren't either. It's like... Again, Max talks to just Scarlet. Rodney doesn't talk to anyone. He just babbles at women. These characters suck, but it would have been so much easier to have them talk to each other. Like, have a scene where Rodney talks to Topher about, like, dating advice or something. Or, like, Max tries to harass the cheerleader twins. Like, something where it's just, you can tell, that oh, that's cute. They're on a team together, so they're all interacting with each other. They screwed that, that easy thing up. So that alone, like, not only do you have a team of freaks... But it's a team of freaks that barely even talks to one another, so they're barely a team. Not only are they barely a team stereotype, but they're barely a team. Easily, I'm putting this in F tier, but I don't know. Would I put them above the villainous vultures? Because it's a double-edged sword when you think about it. Yeah. We have a group of characters that nobody cares about, but then you have a team with characters that we do care about, and they completely derailed them. Yeah, oh god, that's a that might be the toughest decision so far. Because on the one hand... The vultures actually do have some people that are okay, and they do interact with each other, which is kind of cool. What they do to the bad ones, they really just ruin them. In my opinion, no sin is worse than ruining a character that we all love and appreciate over the years. You're right. I would probably take characters I don't, like, new characters I don't care about, and then they go away forever. I would take that over beloved characters getting crammed down the freaking garbage disposal and then you never see them again. I think you're probably right in putting the villainous vultures lower than Kina Sewa. It's not by much. But <laughs> oh no. We are really watching a race to the <laughs> bottom here. This next team isn't much better. The no. Confused Bears. The Confused Bears, aka Team Musquak, consists of Sugar, Sky, Sean, Ella, Beardo, Dave, and Leonard. Okay, let's break down their stereotypes this time. We have a girl who thinks she's a Disney princess, a quote-unquote LARPer who actually thinks he's a wizard. We have a guy who makes fucking sound effects. On <laughs> we have the guy who believes in the zombie apocalypse. We have a germaphobe who's a sim towards an Olympian. Okay, like, real talk. 
I know one of my biggest controversial comments on this podcast is say that I kind of sort of like Dave, only because like his germaphobe aspect I can relate to. But what they did with him in later episodes, I can't forgive them for that. Team Muskwalk is so weird because they they are clearly the screaming gophers element of the team of the season, which is like the main characters who win all the challenges, and three out of the four final four members are from this team, and you, know, you have all that stuff. But they also have some killer bass in them because you have the stupid dumb meme characters who get kicked out immediately. In that, you know, Beardo and Leonard, sorry, they're barely characters by Beardo and Leonard. You'll never meet a teenager like Beardo or Leonard, I promise you. Leaving Dave, Ella, Sean, Sky, and Sugar. And even Ella's, like, on the fence. Now, I like some of these characters. I think early Dave is fine. I think early Sugar is fine. I think Sky doesn't have a personality, but she's okay. Ella gets a, a smile out of me once or twice. Sean is pretty fun. So I guess looking at it compared to Team Kinosewak, it probably has better characters, but they're all just so one note and weird and they are freaks. I mean, Team Kinosewak's probably more freaky, but Team Muskwak is definitely freaks themselves. You got a few people who would probably function in society as, you know, relatively normal people. I mean, off the top of my head, it really just looks like Dave, Sky, and Sugar. If I passed them on the street and they started talking to me, I wouldn't I get start backing away slowly um but no, like god, god help me if i'm ever waiting for a job interview and i see someone like freaking leonard in the waiting room <laughs> or sean coming up telling you about how the zombies are coming like i just i don't know can you imagine leonard during a job interview he's like what would you say is your greatest strength oh i'm able to get an eyelash off a dragon <laughs> Where do you see yourself in 10 years? I see myself in a wizard's tower. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would personally say this team, just from the members alone, is probably better. I don't really like Dave or Sky that much, but they're passable. They're a lot more normal than the team with the two evil geniuses, one who hides it, one who doesn't, and the guy who wants to be Chris, and the farm boy who can't speak, and the evil and good cheerleader. I don't know. I would probably put them above Kino Sewak, but not by much. It's a tough one, Matt. We have high F and low D, but I have no problem keeping them in F tier. Oh, gosh. That's really tricky. Who else is in F tier? Just the floating salmon and the villainous vultures. And who's in D tier? We have the Grips, Rats, and Victory. I don't think they deserve to be in D tier with all those much better teams. Say less. <laughs> Maybe the, the probably that I mean, they're the top of F tier. They're the least sucky of the teams that suck. But that's not saying much. All right, so it's come down to this. We have two teams left, starting with the Frogs of Death. Consisting of Caleb, Nichelle, Julia, Bowie, Wayne, Raj, Emma, and MK. I'm going to get this out of the way right now. We don't really get infested with these teams too much because for some fucked up reason, they decided to merge the team after eliminating six contestants. And mind you that there are 16 characters. Yeah. Uh, so the majority, a, a pretty sizable majority, actually, not just a small majority, a sizable majority of this season, they make it to merge, which is really stupid because I feel like the teams are one of the most fun parts about the competition and it's kind of ditched immediately. I recently rewatched TDI 23 because, you know, I have nothing better to do. <laughs> and I realized merging the teams in the episode with Wayne and Raj get eliminated literally added nothing to the overall season no 
Like, I guarantee you, if you decide to merge the teams in the episode where Ripper gets eliminated, nothing will happen. It'll play out exactly the way it does in canon. Yup. You just have the challenge be whichever team gets the most cassowary eggs wins. Which actually makes more sense, because in canon, Emma, uh, excuse me, Millie gets a cassowary egg, wins invincibility, and then for some reason, the episode keeps going. Everyone else keeps trying to find cassowary eggs, even though it was just the first person wins. Um, it would make a lot more sense because then you could explore the episode. It could go out longer because instead of just one person needing an egg, everyone needs to get as many eggs as possible. That's an interesting thought, Eric. I never thought about that, but that actually does make the season a lot more less nonsensical. There was no fucking reason to merge the teams that early. It literally adds nothing to the series moving forward. They only did this just for shock value. Yeah, they do this to have someone going or Priya going to the confession and be like, "It's never been this early before." Okay, yeah, sure, whatever you say. <laughs> but at the very least, with the small amount of time that we had with these teams, we did get some interesting dynamics. We got to see the solid friendship between Wayne and Rod, especially with Wayne being supportive of Rod opening up to Bowie. Yup, I also liked uh, how MK is kind of not a team player, and everyone eventually starts faulting her for that, except for Emma, she has the friendship with Emma, which is kind of cool. Yeah, some honestly pretty solid characters on here. I know Caleb is kind of just kicked out immediately. I think we have not seen the last of him. I like how we also have Julia. I, I don't know. The the Julia swap in this season or in this uh, on this team is is okay. I, I thought it was kind of okay. I would have personally waited till Merge to do it, but it's whatever. Oh no, they had to rush it. It's a 13 episode season, so clearly they had to rush some things. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. There's there is a lot on this team that I do like, genuinely. I'm digging somewhere in D. Yeah, like I think that's fair because it's rushed, and you have characters like Julia and Bowie who decide to lay low for no freaking reason. Um, but you do have some cool stuff. Like I do like I think Wayne and Naj are funny, and I like MK and almost like how her friendship develops with Emma a little bit, even though Emma's kind of just a mid character and and right at this point, I don't know where I would put it. I think D is probably the best. But who's in D right now that they have to compete with? I'm thinking either behind the grips or behind the rats. Maybe probably behind the grips because they're at least characters that we're invested with. And to be fair, these characters are coming back for a second season. So maybe we'll be more personally invested with them. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it does deserve to be ahead of the rats because the rats are really hampered by Scott making it his goal to eliminate all the interesting characters. At least here you get to you learn to love the more interesting characters. So, I, I agree. I think this team should be ahead of them. All right, so D tier between the Grips and Rats. Last but not least, the Ferocious Trout. Featuring Chase, Axel, Ripper, Z, Damien, Lauren, aka Scary Girl, Priya, and Millie. I'm going to be honest with you, Matt. I kind of like this team. Well, I don't like it as much as the original teams, but they had their moments for sure because clearly the dynamics alone is what kept me invested. You have Millie and Priya forming a friendship. You have Chase and Ripper acting like idiots. Z being the goat. <laughs> and uh, Damien reacting to everything like, what the hell, where am I, and who are you, and what is going on? Um, and then you have Scary Girl terrorizing the shit out of everybody. Mm -hmm. And even Axel, I, I feel like Axel's one scene where she tries to be a team player, where she's like, I hunted everyone dinner, eat up. It's fun. I don't know. Like, I, I like the vibe of the Ferocious Trout, like, being honest. I'm not the biggest fan of Scary Girl, and Priya does kind of have main character syndrome where they decide to just not really give her too much of a personality, 
other than like she really likes photodrama and she's really skilled, which is the same personality that Sky and Zoe had. But at least yeah. she has a bit more personality than those two combined. Oh, absolutely. They give her a lot more to work with, which is really great. I find myself rooting for her a lot more than I ever rooted for Sky or Zoe. But not. Damien, Chase, Z, and Ripper helped carry this team for me. Like, I <laughs> love yeah. the dynamic between them. Well, I was going to say it's mostly three of them. Damien's just kind of in the background reacting like, yo, what are <laughs> these guys up to? <laughs> yeah, Z is one of the funniest characters Total Drama has had in years. I that Maybe that's a hot take. His delivery, his lines, his status on the team, he's just so freaking funny. I've never <laughs> been this high before. <laughs> And then Damien's also really funny. You have Chase, who's just like, I don't give a crap about this team. I'm just going to, like, try to flirt with Emma. <laughs> Ripper, who seems to just be almost the self-aware Total Drama writers. Like, oh, you say we do fart characters a lot? Here's a character who literally just exists to fart. And he's just, an, a, like, he's just a tool. I mean, um, his life ambition is to make the longest lasting fart. <laughs> I did it! I tied the world record! Ripper actually broke. Wait, why am I impressed? <laughs> oh my! No, honestly, and, and these are again the screaming gopher types, which means that they don't lose much. They're just so fun. I really like these guys. It's yeah. nice to end on this team because this is—it's very promising. I think it's probably one of the best total drama teams that we've had in a long time. That being said, though, it does have the same problem with the frogs of death, and as we don't spend enough time on this team because again, they rush the hell out of the season. Yep. Um, so unfortunately so. certain developments are just not explored. They don't always work well as a team. Sometimes they have the Pocketu syndrome where they break off into mini groups, but it's not as common. And usually I find they, they are pretty funny together. So for me, it's either going to be a low B or high C. Maybe high C just because I don't really feel like this season quite lives up to the teams from Island, like the original Island. There's a lot more just team players and stuff, but it's pretty darn close. It's pretty darn close. It straddles the line between B and C for sure. So yeah, we'll keep him high C. Again, if the merge happened just a little bit later, then maybe, <laughs> maybe they would have made B for me, but who knows. Hmm. All right, time to recap. A tier, Team Chris is really, 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 really hot, and Team Amazon. B tier, Screaming Gophers, Screaming Gaffers, and Killer Bass. C tier, Ferocious Trout, and the Mutant Maggots, D-Tier, Killer Grips, Toxic Rats, and Team Victory, F-Tier, Confused Bears, Floating Salmon, and the Villainous Vultures, and of course, M-Tier, Heroic Hamsters. <laughs> God, I'm so thankful that you talked me into making an M-Tier again. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is a pretty solid lineup. So, what did we learn from this? Less than half of the teams are pretty good. Yeah, and notably, there's a big gap. If you remove All-Stars and Pocketu as seasons, there's almost no Ds or Fs. Like, that, is, that holds it back so much. Those crap seasons where they don't care about exploring the characters and they don't care about exploring the team dynamics, which is very interesting to me. So, according to the Geeks Crossing Total Drama Team's ranking, the top five teams technically are the Killer Bass, Screaming Gaffers, Screaming Gophers, Team Amazon, and Team Chris is really, 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 really hot, which I'm sure people can vibe with. Yeah, that's a good vibe. Who are the bottom five teams? I'm going to save the worst for last. <laughs> yeah, go from five to one. We have Team Victory, Confused Bears, Floating Salmon, 
villainous vultures, and the heroic hamsters. It's literally just about only Pocketoon and All-Stars teams. That's how much they suck. It's a real shame that one of those teams came from one of the best seasons, but... Yeah, but that was their season to just kind of be pawns and Alejandra's game. It's nothing against the characters. Um, as opposed to All-Stars and Pocketoon, where the characters suck... I think the characters are pretty strong in World Tour, but again, they're just not written to be anything incredible for World Tour. They're really just written to show Alejandra's threat to the game. So good on them. They they did what they accomplished. Oh my god. It only <laughs> makes me wonder what the team composition's going to be like for next season. Yeah, and again, well, we will be sure to bring it up in our eventual review of the next season, whenever it ends up coming out. And I promise, we will rank the cast from that season eventually i know i'm really excited for that i forgot we haven't done that but until then what are your favorite teams from total drama tell us on our discord server or dm us on instagram at geeks crossing continue to listen to us on all available listening platforms such as spotify itunes google play amazon music audible iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you prefer and be sure to tell your friends and family about us especially the total drama fans in your life thank you for listening and stay true to your geek selves